0: Brother T, it is time for Let's Get Spiritual.
1: Doctor D. It's good to be back. Good to be back. How's your back? Speaking, Speaking of, of back, back. <laughs> <laughs> It's back. it's better. It is it's going from a nine point five in pain, uh, down to about a three point one two three. Good night. That's yeah. like normal. Yeah, almost. My it back is. hurts all the time, a little bit. Right, yeah. So probably a two. Yeah. It yeah. is, um, it's, 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 it's constant and yeah. nagging. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is better. I'm not back to my gym yet, though. It's, and that's driving me crazy. Yeah, because that could really
0: yeah. uh, set you back. Which it is probably What caused
1: it in the first place? It did. It yeah. did. <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> it did. And so, so, but that, that really bothers me because I was very disciplined, six days a week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now I've missed it for about. Four, three weeks, three, well, four weeks, maybe.
0: So I guess your doc has said from now on, exercise like the age you are. He,
1: he, he did. Yeah. He actually did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quit, quit with the ego. Yes. <laughs> just yeah, you don't yes. have
0: to. You're not going to win any bodybuilding right. no, contests.
1: No, no. you're not 29 anymore. Yes, yeah, so, uh, sadly. Yes, yeah. uh, sadly, sadly. <laughs> sadly. Yeah, sadly. that reminds
0: me. Tomorrow I have mine, and the, and the, when people listen to this at all different times, as we were just looking at analytics. I uh, have my annual heart test right. tomorrow. Boy, that comes
1: around. Amazing, isn't it? It is. It is. Because yeah. yeah, so, uh, I pray for you every time. Thank you. At you 8 know. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because I too have a heart murmur, uh, but evidently not as pronounced as yours, I So guess. you don't have to go
0: do the echoes?
1: No, I do not. I do not.
0: I. You know, you probably remember when I started, 15 years maybe yes, at least? I remember. Yeah, clearly. It's probably 15 years ago right. now that, mm-hmm. that I went in the doctor and he said, hey, you need to have surgery. <laughs> I said, "Do what? Yeah, right. And uh, so we didn't have that surgery.
1: Yeah. no. I remember as a kid, because of yeah. the heart murmur, yeah. uh, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I, around 10, 11 years old, uh, I went and it was that day they were going to make a decision if I had to have it or not, a surgery yeah. for my heart. And a lot of tests and you know of course that was many years ago. Right. And um and And that 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 was a much more major surgery back then. Yes. And, and and but they came back into the room and decided not uh, to have me have surgery, which I was very relieved. How have
0: you kept up with it? I know that our folks are just fascinated with this, but this just means you talk. Yeah,
1: uh, well, how do you every keep ta- up with yours? I don't know. Every time I go to the doctor, <laughs> they you know they always listen to your heart, yeah. and every one of them say, "Oh, you have a slight heart murmur." Yeah, I said, "Yes, I do." Yeah, and, and so but I've never really had it checked any more since that time.
0: I when uh, my. Gentleman, guy, you know, yep. our family doctor doesn't. heat and then when he gets around that part of my back, I go, "Yep, it's still there."
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll say it for him. Before you say anything, "Yep, it's still exactly. there." Exactly, because mine yeah. is not minor; mine's moderately right, extreme. Yeah. I mean, it's the point where a lot of people would do the uh, surgery. Right. Yeah. But I have never had it slow me down for no, anything. No. So. No.
1: No. And uh, I haven't either, my brother. I haven't either. What subject matter
0: today, since it is this time of year, brother T? education it, education yeah not just any yeah, education we're no. going to be talking about the difference between Christian private education mm-hmm. and public education and where should we as people of faith fall as far as sending our kids supporting right. financially yeah
1: uh, what do we do and what's uh, the right thing to do I think it's an interesting topic w- yeah. where did you man where did you go to school I Obviously went to
0: public school. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went to public school. You could tell I have a public school education. I ain't that smart. Um, Jethro <laughs> Modine. I didn't uh, even go to kindergarten. What? You I, did not. I did not okay. go to kindergarten, hmm. um, or what they used to call that something start something uh, start Head Start. Head Start. Head Start. There was a Head Start program. Yeah. Uh, I think that's for people maybe who couldn't afford. Right preschool. Uh I don't know why you'd have to talk to my deceased parents, (laughs) but neither my brother nor I went to anything before. So when I went to the first grade, I was behind. (laughs) People were writing out their names. They knew how to read some. God bless my mama. I mean, she loved me. Right. But she wasn't big into education. She didn't finish high school either. She oh. dropped out of school. Wow. Uh, got married, got pregnant at 16, mm. and had me when it was 20 because my brother at 16, 20. Education was never uh, of great value. Now, she did later go back and get her GED. Okay. So okay. to her credit, Yeah. she did. But um, besides like kids of an uncle, I was the first person in my family to ever to go to college. Wow. Um my brother didn't go and other things. So education was not a big uh priority mm-hmm. in our family. Mm-hmm. So I went to the local public elementary school. Right. And was sh- the great thing was uh I got stuck in the slow class mm. which is where I deserved to be. <laughs> you know, back then everyone yeah. knew. Right. Yeah. I don't know if there is such a thing anymore, but I was in the slow class mm-hmm. which meant I couldn't I couldn't walk in a straight line. I couldn't tie my shoes. I I couldn't (laughs) write my name. I mean, there was nothing really that I had learned to do. Right. Uh, But the great thing was about midway through the year, I got moved from the slow class to the fast class.
1: Fast class. Wow. Because I
0: learned in those, and I don't know where they took tests or whatever. Yeah. But then I stayed with those same people for six years of school. Did you really? Yeah, all the way through, back then elementary school was six years. Right. Not five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I stayed, but I started with the other guys and I have total empathy with folks that, because uh, I struggle. Still, you read probably three times faster than I do. I read very slowly. And probably three times more than you Because do. I probably would read as much as you read if I could read as fast as you read. Right. I could read as fast as you, but I'd comprehend nothing.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah.
0: Except it really has made me a pretty good Bible student because I do not hurry through a text. No,
1: no. You, it's made you an incredible Bible I student. I slow down and
0: yeah. I mean, I kind of yeah. uh, look at everything. So it's it's been beneficial in some regards, but... When I look at all the books you've read, you've read probably 10 times the number of books I've read in my life. But Mm. then I've written 10 times the number of books.
1: You you have. have. (laughs) Now I have started. Uh, no, I've when are we going to finish this yeah, book? I have
0: started them. I've got three started. Folks, we know, need to get yeah. on Facebook or something and encourage Brother <laughs> T to finish his because I know it's going to be good. As many yeah. books as you write, mm. you'll, I mean, read, you'll right. write a really good book.
1: Yeah, at some point, <laughs> if I ever finish. The really know, unfinished I've three, American yeah. novel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, three different books you've started? Uh, I have. I've got three, on my, yeah, that I've started. And so, but uh, but I have not finished. That and One of
0: so. the reasons is you've started three.
1: Yeah, that's the. That, I have really? never started uh, three books. I yeah. start
0: one and hang with it till I finish that book because they are very difficult yeah. to write.
1: Yeah, you're prolific. That's for sure. Uh, like you've written what? Else. How many have you written?
0: Eight. Yeah, I think I've maybe written seven and contributed to three or four others. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yes. it's somewhere around ten or eleven, but right. I didn't write all of them. I wrote about seven of
1: them, yeah. I think. And they're great. I mean, I have all you of them. You know what? When I we talked about
0: you and I talked about journaling earlier, the one I really enjoyed writing was uh, "Lessons in the Dark."
1: yes yeah that, that was, was
0: good that the right after I retired right. and COVID hit yes and I'm sitting there feeling useless mm-hmm. and I started writing and you know I probably sold more no nah, some more of my commentary on Luke but I sold a lot of those books and I and I just feel like that they started giving them to church at, mm-hmm. for people who's lost lost loved ones I, let me I used to talk yeah. for a living
1: yeah I think I've got that one right over there. Yeah, Yeah. there it is. Yeah, that is an excellent book. That is excellent. I've had folks say,
0: I've read that on planes. I've taken that on vacation. Yes. And uh, that's, you know, when you write a book, you'll know it's so gratifying for somebody Mm -hmm. to come back and say, Mm -hmm. wow, I read that book and it meant a lot to me. Or I got so engrossed in that book. uh, I had a five-hour flight and that's what I read the whole time. I finished it because I don't write long books. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't read long books, so Mm -hmm. I don't write long books. So you can finish it in a few
1: hours. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They they're they're excellent. They really really are. So you you basically public education. Public education all the way through high
0: school. Okay. Well, good night. All the way through. I never went to a private I did not graduate from a private college. I graduated from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Yes. Um although I went to a couple of private schools, Carson Newman College. Mhm. And Brian College, okay, just got kicked out of both of them. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have that in common. Stories for yeah. another day. We have that in common, my brother. <laughs> but anyway, um, you. How about you? Uh, yes, I started, of course, um, in a public school, um, and uh, down in East Lake, I went yeah. to East Lake. And you know, I was thinking about this this morning on the way to the office here. Um, my second grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Bible. Really? Mrs. Bible in East Lake. And yeah. I can remember all of my teachers' names. Um Mrs. Bible uh began our classes with a devotion at East Lake. Uh, when I was, and she secretary. should have, as she should With have that name. Mrs. If you Bible did, you were read not good the Bible, yet. and and then of course we did the pledge. Yeah, and Every morning. Uh, Mrs. Goodgame read scripture in the first grade. Miss Goodgame, or oh, did you? Yeah. Is this is how
0: you remember their yeah. names, or were they real
1: names? <laughs> they really real names. <laughs> okay. Goodgame Bible, Tanner, okay. Delk. <laughs> I mean, I can go and read, yeah. you know, and uh, and Miss Goodgame did as well, and all the way up until probably the f- fourth grade, I guess we began with a scripture or devotion and the pledge and um and that was in public school you know and and so i went all the way up until sixth grade about started the seventh grade And, and then my dad gave his heart to christ you know and his life changed man and 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 so when when he did all of that and then he got a job managing a western sizzling uh, my great Yeah, man. Son. And every girl I ever dated in high school, I took them there because I got free meals. Yeah. Hallelujah. You were. Yeah. You're popular. <laughs> I was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but he wanted to get my sister and I into Christian education. And so from about halfway through the 7th all the way through the 12th, I went to uh, Hamilton Christian Academy. And then uh, when they closed down, to Unity Christian. Uh, school. Is that all in yeah. your part of town? I'm sorry? Was that in your part of town because I no, don't, uh, I don't know either Hamilton one of those schools. Hamilton was um in East Ridge on Bennett Avenue I think it was. Okay. And Unity was on Max Smith uh, in East Ridge as okay. well. And so um so I went all the way really through high school in Christian education. And um my dad did. Mom and dad sacrificed to That's put awesome. me through, you know, Christian education and um and so I can sort of uh, in this conversation Um, address both. Yeah. You know, the public. You started in one and finished in the other.
0: I did. Uh, I started in one and finished in the same one. (laughs) Matter of fact, the same school system, uh, the same town all the way through high school. Yes. It was really nice because I knew everyone in my school. Right. When you you do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did. So, when you had children then, did you choose also to choose uh, Christian education?
1: No, I did not. Um, Of course, Scooter is a little different, but Mm -hmm. he went to, um, for those that don't know, my youngest son, who will be 30 uh, in November, he has Down syndrome. We call it Up syndrome. Uh, He started in public education, and then he had some um, medical issues, and my wife stopped teaching. She was teaching at that time. She stopped teaching and started homeschooling him. And uh, so she homeschooled him, yeah. uh, all the way throughout. Timothy, uh, we had him in public education, and um, and so he went. Now we, you know, I didn't do like you did. You stayed in one church for thirty years. Yeah, uh, I moved around a little bit, and so Timothy, you know, moved uh, different schools. And uh, he he's told me it really helped him to learn how to make friends. Yeah, you have to, yeah. don't you? <laughs> it's, I've been in military. It is. No. <laughs> he was a military. Yeah. And so uh so we made a lot of friends and stuff and so but he, he did and then he went to Tennessee Tech and he graduated uh, there but then he got his MBA at Bryan. Okay. And so yes. And um but yeah, our kids basically public school.
0: We did kind of what you our oldest son was partly public education, partly Christian education. So we spent a little bit of time chatting to a Christian school, mm-hmm. uh, spent a little bit of time in the same school system I was in we still live in the same town. Right. But both of our children, uh, both boys, ended up with what we call homeschooling. Yeah. But the way we did it is a way that I would encourage people to look into who feel like they would like to homeschool their children, is that they get degrees from a credited high school. Right. So both of our kids were under the umbrella of Gateway Christian Academy in Memphis. Hmm. So when they graduated... Um, their diplomas have Great Gateway Christian Academy which meant when they went to college s- straight in wow. no questions asked okay. which okay. sometimes when people only homeschool there's a little difficulty mm-hmm. them being admitted into a college now all of their curriculum and stuff was graded through and ran through a accredited school Right. we even with one of them not with our oldest but with our youngest uh, used kind of a homeschool co-op Mm. in Chattanooga, where my wife, when it got to times for Spanish and physics and things like that, she felt she's smart, but not smart in those areas. So we got into homeschool co-op, where there were great teachers and other kids who would come in from homeschool situations and meet together, and there would be classrooms and these teachers would come and teach. Mm -hmm. So when my uh, youngest son got to college and took a Spanish class, he pretty much clept out of it because mm. it was like beyond that first year college Spanish because right. there were smaller classrooms, you know, they went because we were sending him, he wanted to learn. And I just think our kids got a great education through the homeschooling system.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know, when I was in school in the seventies, uh, early eighties uh, here in Chattanooga, I mean, there were a lot of Christian schools, you had Temple. Yes, because I mean, we played basketball against all of them. Trinity, you remember Trinity? I don't. Okay, see, so yeah, Trinity. I what? I was in the yeah, public school system. Camel Road. Uh, they had a it was, oh that one yeah, yeah off one fifty three right, there uh-huh. yeah um, Berean now Berean, Berean Academy still, Berean is still has there. an incredible school. Um, we have several families here at our church, and their kids are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so Berean has an incredible one. Um, you had um, Hamilton Christian that I mentioned. Tiftona. You had Calvary here in Red Bank you had yeah. one um on the interstate there on 24 Yeah, boy Buchanan uh, Boyd boy Buchanan you had Chattanooga Christian um and so and today you you know you've got Silverdale right and Grace Academy right um and uh, and Chattanooga Christian and um and So and you got um, a lot of
0: alternatives. Now. Yeah,
1: back in the day, I mean, Unity no longer exists, Temple right. no longer, Trinity, Hamel Road, none of those exist. Uh, Tiftonia You know, um, none of those, as far as I know, I don't think Tiptonia exists anymore. And so um, now it's just, you know, several larger ones. Several large, you know. uh,
0: I know that um, I have a grandson now who's in public education elementary school and is on a waiting list to get in a Christian school. Is that right? Yeah, they have waiting lists now. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting,
1: You mentioned that you did not go to uh, preschool or anything like that. Um, it, I I had forgotten all about it. I went to a Methodist um preschool or pre-K. I think okay. it was called Pre-K. Yeah. Um it was in East Lake. I can't remember the name of that church, uh but uh, they had like a pre-K. And so I, I went there before I started East Lake and uh and so, so you yeah. went
0: from pre-K to first grade and skipped kindergarten? I did. I so did. So you clept yeah. out of kindergarten? I did.
1: I mean, you know. <laughs> I I think because I did so good at nap
0: time (laughs) (laughs) you you majored in
1: nap
0: time I did I majored in recess (laughs) so you know today people have a a, kind of a dilemma if you're a person of faith yes and you see some of the things that are being touted and promoted in the public school system and I don't care (laughs) if you're in San Francisco or in Chattanooga Mm -hmm. there's some things probably that you would not want your children to be exposed to
1: right yes
0: if a if a parent were to come to you, Brother T, as their pastor, and and share something that's being taught in their school they don't agree with, um, can't afford or or, or are on a waiting list like my grandson to get into a Christian school, what would you tell them?
1: And you know that's a that's a difficult um, question because really I mean think about it you spend about a hundred and seventy days a year in school, and and in many now let me just let me say this parenthetically, Doc. Uh, there are a lot of great um believers that teach in the public school system yes, I mean incredible. we have some here in our church. I know you had some there did, at yeah. your church uh I mean they love jesus and and so they teach in public school and 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 those those things are going to squeeze out as they teach uh but there are many who just have a world view. You know and um, and they are they're going to allow that and and i've got kids at our church and always have uh, who are in the public school system and um, man i'm telling you uh, they'll come into my study here and they begin to really question things you know because they've heard it in the school system and um and and they love their professors or their teachers and 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 so it does create a problem. Yes, you know they enter into like a tunnel of chaos, and uh, they're on thinking, and and so um, I, I think it really is this. It, it begins in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is it called the Shema in Deuteronomy six? Right. I mean, man, that that passage is power. When you get up in
0: the morning, when yeah. you go to bed during the day, yes, you yeah. you taught it to your children
1: exactly, and then in Proverbs two six, I think it is, train up a child in the way he should go, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in Ephesians 6, it talks about how fathers are to, you know, discipline and instruct mm-hmm. their kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it begins in the home. And, um, and when I made it to UTC, uh, my dad, after he finally, as I said, after he gave his heart to Christ, man, he went from zero to 90, mm-hmm. you know, um, he warned me. Uh, you know, I, I went to Christian education, graduated, went into a Bible college here in Chattanooga. I got kicked out on my mm-hmm. head yeah. uh, after the first year there, and then I went to UTC. We need
0: to start a club. I bet there's <laughs> other people. <at> the
1: <laughs> I've never shared publicly why I got kicked out. Yeah, I uh, will not. Uh, but um, but anyway, ended up at UTC, and I'm glad I did. That's where I met my wife. Mm-hmm. You know. Um And, but I'll never forget, man, uh, I think it was called an Anthropology 101 or something. And that, that uh, he smoked a c- cigarette mm-hmm. and drunk coffee as he taught. And man, he was teaching flat evolution, laid it out, you yeah. know, and, uh, and my dad had just said, you know, don't go in there, man, and lose your faith. Right. And, and, but I learned it at home. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, I, I don't think I answered your question, but I think it's important to start at home, teach it at home, and um, it's just a, it's a conviction. I mean, yeah. you know, I think it just ends up whatever your conviction is. I think, I, no,
0: I think you did answer it, maybe not, you, you answered it in a broad sense, yes. with a principle. Right. And I, I do think that's the way you have to deal with it, because you can't pick out every little issue and say, okay, here, here's how you deal with this issue. Right. This issue. You do accept the ultimate responsibility of teaching your children. Right, yeah. Uh, you may not teach them physics, mm. but you're going to be teaching them morality. You're going to be teaching them about how they fit into the culture right. as a believer, yes. as a person of faith. And I, I do think that it's going to take time, but more time now than when mm-hmm. you can send your kids to school and feel confident. Like us, you said you had a devotion by your teacher. We'd literally, each morning at a certain time, over the intercom, the principal would come on. Wow. Oftentimes, we have a local pastor yeah. who would come in and read a scripture and have a prayer, and then we would all stand, and we'd do the Pledge of Allegiance, and then they would play the national anthem.
1: In the, in That's it. how wow. we
0: started yeah. everyday yes. school, with Bible national anthem and the pledge of allegiance and it was not done in one classroom all the classrooms were doing it at the same time kids don't i imagine don't
1: get that kind of exposure anymore no now here at white oak and the, pa- the church you pastored mm-hmm. you know because i toured your mother's day out and I've mentioned this before, for the last five years now here at White Oak, we have had an incredible Mother's Day out.
0: Yeah, sure did. And
1: I'm telling you, our teachers invest in the lives of these kids, and, and they they share Jesus with them. Yeah. Um, they teach them uh, about the things of Christ, and, and I love, and I've mentioned it, but I yeah. love walking through the hallways, standing and just listening, man. Yeah. Yeah. And um and then some of the programs they have, I mean, it's just overt, of course, about Christ and, and Christianity. We
0: used to have people come by of, of different faiths or with no faith at all and say, Are you gonna be teaching our kids about Jesus? And we would go, Yes. Yeah. And right. you know, if that's not what you want, then this is not what you want where you want your children. Right. We're gonna yes. tell you up yes. front mm-hmm. that we're gonna talk about Jesus mm-hmm. and we're gonna pray. And also, we're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance. We're right, we're yes. going to do these things. Yes. Again, it's not for everybody. If mm-hmm. you don't want that, mm-hmm. then certainly there's other places for you to go. But right. we're not going to change yeah. because you're joining our group because we felt that was that very important. So I think that if, you know, in a role as a pastor, some sort of spiritual leader, if someone comes and asks for your opinion, uh, you, you tell them, ultimately it's your responsibility as to the values mm. that your children carry into adulthood at least what you attempt to teach them and you teach them that at home you can means you're going to be spending time with your kids right after they get home from school during supper time before they go to bed at night mm-hmm. and say is anything troubled you today is mm-hmm. there anything that you heard that either troubled or made you angry or made you question, let's sit down and talk about it right. and spend that time with your kids. Because ultimately, it's not that teacher's responsibility for your child to grow up to be a responsible person of faith and a good citizen. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility mm-hmm. as a parent to do so. Yeah.
1: Well, on my desk here, you can see right here, yeah, it's it's a little box that says "Our Daily Bread Promise yeah. Box." Yeah. have you ever seen those before? I'm not. I mean, I know Our
0: Daily Bread, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I never even knew that was a loaf of bread.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was like a bald head. I just I, see it
0: from a different perspective.
1: <laughs> I mentioned that uh, yeah. two weeks ago in a sermon uh, because um, I, I said that at the breakfast table. And I grew up in a time when my mom cooked breakfast. Oh, I love that, man. I'm yes, telling you, sir. What. And I also said <laughs> from the sermon that if I wanted a hot breakfast now, I'd have to, you know, light my Cheerios on fire. <laughs> but, but my mom back in the day, before, you know, she would cook eggs and bacon, sun and biscuits and gravy. Woo! Okay, here. I'm here. But you. every morning yeah. around the breakfast table, my dad would say, "Hey, Tony." Pick out a Bible verse, and 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 so this one says, "And you are complete in Him," Colossians two ten. You know, and so I would read that, and he'd say something. Did about you have it. that very one on your table? No, as okay. I was about to say, my niece was here that day. Uh, she attends here sometime. I love her, Dana. And she uh, bought me on Amazon and brought this to me Sunday. Isn't that nice? That's very nice. And and so um, I don't know where the one went from 50 years ago, but but this was pretty cool. And my dad would share a little bit, but then he also had uh, the Living Bible uh, Psalms. And I guess that's one of the reasons I love the book of Psalms. And he would read a psalm every morning. And then, listen, Uh, before we left, um, at the door, he would pray with us. At night, my mom would come into our bedroom and pray with us, you know. And so that's how I grew up, man, um, and, and then went out into the craziness of East Lake, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, elementary and all of that. Yeah. But before I left the house, good breakfast, you know, and and reading a daily promise and listening to my dad share. You that's know? so awesome. And my, his, as I've just as I've said ad nauseum, almost his life so changed, mm-hmm. um, and and he wanted my life to be different, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and so uh, and I thank God for that. And then I went into the schools, and probably if I can remember, I've got about a hundred verses memorized just from those years in school, um, and and it's come in handy, you know, Absolutely. in in what I do now. You yeah. Oh so, gosh. Right? Yes. I you
0: know I used to be envious of people because they had money. We didn't have money growing up. Now I'm envious of you because you had a spiritual upbringing. You know, I, my parents were wonderful, but I pretty much got raised by the, you know, yanked by the hair of the head. And, <laughs> you know, go to I, school. Now, I,
1: I got that, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I yeah. never had, my dad, you know, never had a talk with me, never shared the Bible with me, never mm. shared life principles with me. Wow. mom didn't do that. Yeah. And I'm not speaking ill of my parents. It's right. just, I guess it wasn't the culture which they were brought up mm-hmm. in. Either and mm-hmm. and that wasn't something you did. I I wish that mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have gotten some of the trouble. Yeah, I got into probably right. still would have, but yeah. maybe I wouldn't have gotten some of that trouble. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, I probably didn't do it enough with my kids either because you kind of carry on the tradition that you were brought up
1: in yeah. as well. Yeah. So
0: that's right. a cherished. That's a wonderful
1: thing. Well, Ken, that let you me had just mention up. this one other thing. Uh, he called it his Moses stick, and I'm not kidding, man if there's seven days in a week and there are um, six of them, at night, um, he would go outside and walk around the house, uh, or outside, with a Moses stick, tall staff type thing, and, and he would pray, you know. And man, I would go out there sometimes as a kid, many times, and and he would just talk to me about life, talk to me about this, talk to me about that, and those talks, you know, now I'm 59 years yeah. old, uh, I cherish those memories, buddy. I cherish That's those awesome. memories and because I, now you know he invested in my life, and um now I know what it's like when you get off work and you're exhausted, but uh, he would get off work, I'm sure exhausted, and um he was the quarterback of the backyard you know football game right. and stuff, and he was always out there he's always it's it's amazing uh because I know what he was like before Jesus, buddy. Mm-hmm. And whoo, you know, big, uh, yeah, big change, big, big change, buddy. Big That's change. awesome, yeah. Did he ever throw it down and turn into a snake? You know, no, because he was much like me. We, we, we Wilsons do not like snakes. If we're a snake, I would throw it down. <laughs> no, if it's a stick, I throw it down. If it's a snake, it's out of here. <laughs> Let me tell you why I think this subject is so important. Um, have you, you've heard of the recent deconstruction of your faith type mm-hmm. of stuff, yeah. Um, a lot of our kids are on TikTok, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm telling you, man, there are a lot of things on TikTok. Those are very brief videos, um, but there is an agenda on on some of those um, for our kids to deconstruct what faith they have. Sure, and um, and I think it's just very very important if if. Your if your child your kid is not in a Christian education and even if they are, uh, to understand as you have said the responsibility of of raising yes. them, rearing them in the Word, man, uh, because they're going to hear it on TikTok and uh and and those thing and in school maybe and in the neighborhoods, um and it's 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 uh, there is an all out assault on Gosh. our kids.
0: You yeah and. I I stay out of that world. I don't have a yeah. TikTok account. I do have a Twitter, which became X. Yeah, that's weird. Account. Yeah. Uh, got kicked off Facebook. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> you get kicked out a lot of I things. I do. I was just thinking yeah. about that. That yeah. might be my new book. <laughs> <laughs> you think you'll finish it? Because if I started it, I wouldn't finish it. That's <laughs> uh,
0: true. I, I, yeah. I, I do need to write a book. Anyway, yeah. That, yeah, I think that the training and... Uh, the values instilled in children, at home, can overcome a world mm-hmm. of hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly if you develop a kind of relationship with your kids where they can come and talk to you about anything.
1: Yes, 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 that's true. You know, they're going
0: to talk about some things that you are very uncomfortable with, but then they're going to come into things where you feel confident, places yeah. where you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say, I don't know, let's find out together, mm-hmm. sort of thing, but... I think this whole education thing. Uh, I think we ought to pray for the teachers in our schools, right? Because many of them are having to kind of present things that they would rather not. Mm,
1: yeah, I agree. I, I really agree with that. Um, by law, they have to. Yeah, they have got to do and, it. And 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 that is very very sad. Um, you know, I'm thinking right now. Just the the church that I pastor right now, I've got some of the greatest parents that that I've ever had in my ministry. Um, Man, they, they love their kids. Yeah. All parents do or should. Sure. Um, but they they love them and they invest in them. Man, they, they really, uh, it, it's amazing. It, it is amazing today. I think amazing. there's a lot
0: yeah. more of that today than there was when we were kids. Right. And I want to say, my parents loved me. Oh, I, yeah. I never yeah. had a doubt that they yeah. loved me. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have that neither one were well educated mm-hmm. that's that's one thing mm-hmm. uh they had a different spiritual upbringing right uh yeah. which is just a little bit different a little bit odd mm-hmm. i guess i would say mm-hmm. so you know, they didn't have that same basic uh, right. formation that you did. Yes, that they were going to share with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we all come from a different thing. You mm-hmm. we learn at different paces oh, yeah. and that sort of thing. And we should look treat our children that way with individuality mm-hmm. and understand that some of them are going to withstand all of that that's in school, and they're going to stand up and they're yes. going to say that's not the way it is. And what and others are going to cower into the corner. Mm-hmm. And come home, and and I remember my wife, when she, before we were married, she was, same school, UT Chattanooga, and she took a Religions of the World class. Wow. And it messed with her big time. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the guy's going, Christianity's no different than anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's full of, you know, lies. It's full Mm of myth and folklore. And then you got these guys over here, they do the same thing, but it's important, Mm -hmm. but it's not unique. And and she just, her head was just spinning. Sure, sure. And she would admit... Yeah. It really took her for a you know a ride for a yeah.
1: while. Well, I I know the trouble you know you, you were talking about the trouble you got into you know growing up. I, yeah. I know the trouble I got into growing up. Yeah. Uh, even with uh, the daily bread in the morning and with the psalms and with the Christian education. Yeah. I know the trouble I got into. I can only imagine. Oh, gosh, if you'd I definitely had not... be
0: in a penitentiary. You'd probably have a prison <laughs> ministry. <laughs>
1: From inside, I I would, my (laughs) brother, I would. And you know, I want to also say this: Um, my son Timothy, my oldest son, and his wife Leah. I'm man, I am so proud of them. Uh, My oldest granddaughter Avery Kate is seven. uh, Emery Lane is four, and and they're involved in uh, Silverdale Baptist. We'll forget them of that. Yeah. <laughs> um but you know, Leah, my daughter in law and my girls, we have breakfast um as often as we can. And it's so precious when she says, Hey, do you wanna lead in prayer? And one of my granddaughters just unashamedly, I mean, just praise, you know. Yeah. Thank you for pop. Thank you for Lolly. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. I mean, thank you for this food, you know. Yeah. And and it is just absolutely precious. And we yeah. FaceTime, you know, and I'm talking to either my son or my daughter in law as we're FaceTiming and I'll hear them in the back seat, you know, singing a song they learned at vacation bible school right. or, or, you know, church or whatever. Right. It is um and then, you know, they spent the night with us numerous times and uh, giving them baths and they just talk about the Lord. I mean, I really, I thank God for that, yeah. man. You know, it's precious. It really is.
0: It's great, great heritage. Yes, and yes. good to see that it's going to the next generation. Right, our grandson right. is the same. You mm. know, he he probably a little more stickler for things than I am. I mean, he, wow, he, he'll call you <laughs> down, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, there's certain words yeah. you don't say right. and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, so if you ever ask him pray. Very In notice, sincere prayer. Yeah, yeah, and you know, at ten years
1: old. Oh, wow! Top wow! Wow! Top. So wow. It's wow. real cool. There, yeah. there are times that when we have lunch, I have to remind you that we're, we need to pray uh, over our lunch. I, yeah. yeah, I think you, you, you tear into the chips sometimes. I
0: do. Sometimes yeah. I get ahead. Yeah, but I believe that God is is above space and time. Uh, yeah, but and I'm so about midway through the meal, you can pray, and it it's going to get that first chip and the last chip. You think so? Alpha and Omega. <laughs> I just don't want to have heartburn. Is what I, you know? <laughs> That's more about what you eat. <laughs> more, more about what you eat than how you began. <laughs> no, I do. I kind of have a different... Uh, a view of a lot of things like that. Then right. I do pray over my meals, but sometimes I will get started, man. I go, "Oh, you're should a, I pray?" You're a rebel. You're a rebel. rebel. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be rebel in such a way that's you know, yeah. not spiritual. Right. No, I don't no, want to no. be that. Yeah. But I do, I do look at things a little bit differently than other people. Speaking which makes of, our conversations more interesting? It, it,
1: yeah, because we're, we're not the same. We're not. Um, I, I watched, t- Speaking of rebels, I watched the Jesus Revolution movie last yes. night. Good movie. Um, it is. It is. I watched it. Um, before I went night night and I was only gonna watch half of it. Right. Got into it, man, watched the whole thing. Yeah. Which yeah. means I'm a little I'm dragging this morning. But <laughs> uh-huh. but it was really very interesting about yeah. the 70s. i I'd encourage you know, people to check that out. Yeah.
0: The beginning of the Jesus moving there right. in California on the yeah. coast.
1: Uh, Lonnie Frisbee, interesting yep. character. Very interesting. And uh, Chuck Smith, of course, yeah. Greg Laurie um, Did they just, bring John
0: Wimber into that at all? I mean, he I was t- out no, there at the I vineyard and all. Yeah, they,
1: that time. I don't remember that at all okay. in that movie, you know. I don't either. Um, no. But, uh, but it was, that was an interesting time, and I was young, mm-hmm. uh, very young, when all of that was going on, so I don't remember it. Uh, so it was interesting to watch it.
0: Yeah, it was on the other coast, and we would have preached against it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys had long hair. They probably smoked some dope. That just they they were going to hell. <laughs> <In a hand laughs> just basket, no brother. doubt yeah. they in were the one. And basket. to think that something good could come out of that, just yeah. you know, would not ever be something our church would have promoted or supported. Does the
1: name Kai Bowman uh, ring a bell with you? It does not. Kai pastored Hyde Park in in Texas, um, a, a mega church in Texas, and he came out of the the Jesus movement basically. Mm-hmm and and i've heard him in sermons before talk about that and and what a difference it made in his life he was born in alaska mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and somehow some way man um that jesus movement hit there and uh, and of course changed his life and he ended up being a pastor so but anyway that was an interesting movie and i would agree i would i would encourage if you have netflix yeah. To check that out. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: well, it's free if you buy Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay for Well, if you let, let's let's sum this up as far as the education goes, is it okay for a a Christian family to send their kids to public school? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you should be praying for those teachers, mm-hmm. both Christian and non-Christian, mm-hmm. uh, in that school because that's a difficult job.
1: It is. It They're really a very really
0: hard is. job. They don't get paid enough. Number one. No. And it's a very difficult job. And I think it's difficult, not necessarily for the children, but for the parents. Yes, I agree. I know that, uh, I think I brought this up a few weeks ago, but we were talking to one teacher in a rural setting where they had a, a new struggle and that one of the children's parents said their, their kid identifies as a cat and that uh, they should let them take their recess and nap time in their kennel. Okay. And they want to bring the kennel to school for them. This is not the kid. This is the parent promoting this. Wow. And thankfully, the principal had the wherewithal to say, no, we are not putting a child in a kennel in right, our
1: school. Yeah. You, it's funny you said that because I was watching on social media the other day, and a parent of a child that identifies as a cat yeah, wanted to take, instead of a pediatrician, wanted to take the kid to a vet, a veterinarian. And was in tears. I mean, a grown person in tears because the veterinarian would not uh, take the child. And and I'm sitting there going, this is a
0: crazy world. It's gotten really, really crazy, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. You yes, know, if I'd done anything, I would identify it as a graduate. <laughs> I'd say, I don't. I don't go here anymore. I'm a graduate. <laughs> You, you don't have enough sense to get out of the rain, brother. <laughs> but no. no, it is. You know, I don't mean I, this. I'm not profaning. I'm not blaspheming. Right. The, name of the Lord. I just want to say, God help us. <laughs> yes. God yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it is a. It is a sign of the time that we live in. Even so, come quickly. Come Lord quickly, Jesus. Lord Jesus. I cannot imagine how it can get crazier, but it can.
1: It will. I mean, you and I both are at the age we never would have dreamt that it would have been like.
0: this. Never heard all these things. Mm-hmm. There'll be some day when you can't
1: say what you want to say right. in yeah. the public.
0: Wow, that's ridiculous. Right? Exactly. are guy's going to
1: jail. Yeah, are guy's going to jail for 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 saying what you and I would have said yeah. in space. And
0: and I have to say, right now in my retirement time, uh, I kind of watch what I say. Yeah, I do. I mean, um, I don't. I don't want to spend my last years. Not able to preach, not able to go to churches, not able to be with my family. Right. And uh, I just pray for my pastor, who's a younger man. Mm-hmm. Pray for you. Yeah. I do pray for pastors every morning. Uh, man. Do you pray
1: for me every morning? Mm-hmm. Do you really? Wow. I made the if list. If I
0: don't, then it's a rarity.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, maybe that's why, maybe that's why I'm okay. Yeah. 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 I've been praying for your back lately. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You yeah. can tell I feel better. Yeah, oh, I've been praying yeah. for you. <laughs> Lord
0: and I were like this. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, seek, knock. And yeah. so you've been knocking. Yeah, I've been knocking. Yeah, buddy. I've been knocking yeah, buddy. on that door. <laughs> well, I hope that people enjoyed this. And, and I think the greatest thing, my great takeaway, and you brought it up, is the principle that ultimately you're in charge as a parent. Yes. You talk to your kids, mm-hmm. you instill them the values that you've received. And, and bring it on to the next generation, and uh, they can overcome some very difficult things. They're they're they they can.
1: Well, it goes all the way back to what Moses said, man, in the Shema, all the way back. There. All the way back. All the way back. So that's that's true, bro. All right, buddy. Been good talking with you. Yes, indeed, I've enjoyed it. God bless you. How hey, you guys tell a friend,
0: have them listen too. God bless you. Here we go. This is Let's Get Spiritual. Good day, Dr. D. Let's get spiritual.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I have
0: several people go, What is the name of your podcast? Let what it's I don't <laughs> they cannot come up with. I thought this is a pretty simple title to it. Well, podcast. ever
1: since you sung the song Let's Get Physical. Right. I've really never forgotten it. Yeah. And so, you know, who is that? Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah.
0: She's yeah. deceased, I think, last year. I think
1: so. I think S- so. Such a sweet voice. Yes. And
0: who can forget right. Greece? Oh, who Her could? and John Revolta. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had at one time thought about emailing her to see if she would actually sing Let's Get Spiritual. And
0: um, and you waited too late. I've
1: waited too late, you my brother. Late.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a reason for t- naming it this, actually. One of right. the reasons is it should have be been memorable because people get that song stuck in their mind. Right, yeah. And then, uh, secondly, it mm-hmm. is the whole premise of this. We talk about anything. It is, yeah. Because, as being created in the image of God, we are spiritual beings. And yes. therefore, everything is spiritual
1: without a doubt, without even what I did this morning at six o'clock in my gym i, I finally doc, got back to my you got gym back after how long a month yeah. uh, you know I knocked it out of alignment my back, yeah, then I got cocky, went back in there, and then I had a bulging disc and a pinched nerve Ooh. Yeah. yeah,, and so for another two weeks and um I was not to death, and um, but I finally. Yeah,
0: you were pretty miserable, uh, even even before. I know we had to kind of cancel one week, right? Just because you felt so badly.
1: Yes, I well, I man, I couldn't get up. It was awful. It was the worst pain uh, that I could imagine, and so. But anyway, this morning I did a light workout, and then yeah. I walked for about a mile. Okay. And outside,
0: and so I feel good around your neighborhood. Around my neighborhood. Or is your yeah. yard so big?
1: No, no. My neighborhood. We got a lot of folks that walk in our neighborhood. And uh, there's a group of about four ladies that walk. Yeah. I've got a, a neighbor named Ed that walks with his German Shepherd uh, and, and other groups, you know. I'm just yeah. sort of the Lone Ranger. I just sort of walk by myself. I'd have to
0: walk the other direction. I don't like German Shepherds.
1: Do you not? I do not.
0: I got attacked by one when I was a kid.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
0: his name is King. Hmm. And he was one of my neighbors' dogs inside of a fence, and for some silly reason, me and all the other boys in the neighborhood went into his house. I don't remember why. Yeah. And so, in departing, we had to all walk out. I made the mistake of being the last one in the line walking out out the front fence. This what just, you know, this is a, not a nice neighborhood. So it's a chain link fence with right, yeah. one of those swinging chain link gates. Yeah. And I was the last one, and as I'm walking out, I suddenly find myself on the ground. Oh, goodness. It had King had grabbed me by the ankle mm. and begun dragging me across the yard. Oh, my goodness. I think like, I think he was going to bury me and eat me later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Alan, who is the dog's owner, came and got King off from me. Uh-huh. I went over to my friend's house, which was just across the street where we walk anyway. His mother... Looked at it and back in the day, I mean, now today they take you for rabies shots and everything, right, yeah. They tell your parents, none of that, yeah. So, just set me down on the couch and uh, took uh, alcohol. Cure, now, Curachrome, oh, okay, alcohol. okay, just poured alcohol over my uh, foot, Yep. wiped the blood away, wrapped it up, Send me yep. on my way, my goodness. But since that day, yeah, um, I just you afraid. know, I'm afraid of German Shepherds. Well,
1: this one's named Rocky, and I petted, I petted. Rocky, the German Shepherd okay. today, and a uh, very kind uh, dog. Do you remember Mercuricrum? Yeah. Is that oh, how gosh, you pronounce yeah. it? Oh, gosh,
0: yeah. We had Chrome yeah. and iodine both. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Is
0: yeah, it? They stain you. They when do. When you put it on there, with stain. <laughs> we used to uh, do iodine and baby oil. Oh, wow. And shake it up and use it as uh, sunscreen. It wasn't really sunscreen. It was supposed to give you a good tan. Yeah. It really did. What it ended up doing was frying your skin. <laughs>
1: Good but you, <laughs> you know what I was you know what I was thinking as I was walking this morning? What's that? I was thinking, man, it's muggy out here and then I began to think about our topic for today. The climate. The climate change. Yeah, yeah. yeah global warming, the climate change.
0: You think what we've been experiencing recently has anything to do with the climate change or global warming?
1: Well, uh when you say what we're experiencing, you're talking about it being hot.
0: Hot, humid, and storm after storm after storm after. I mean, I'm telling you, we had two storms last night. We did. night.
1: we did. We did. We um, did. I don't know. Last, you know, every summer we talk about that it's hot, and then every winter we talk about that it's cold. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. And, One
0: winter there's a lot of snow. One winter there's yeah, not a lot of snow. Right. Both of those are indications
1: of global warming right. or climate change. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so, because it's changing. It is changing. Yeah, it changes. The seasons change. They do. They do. <laughs> and so, let me just throw the first question out. Let yeah. me Let me uh, just sort of softball it to you. Uh-huh. Does the Bible does the Bible talk about uh, climate change?
0: Well, Al Gore talks about climate change, <laughs> but I am hard pressed, brother T, to find uh, an indication of climate change in Scripture. Right. There is an atmospheric change. Don't want to get too spiritual here, but mm-hmm. during the 1,000-year reign of Christ, mm. the atmosphere changes in that uh, hostility ceases. Right. Right? I yeah. mean, it yeah. gives the example. It is not the lion and the lamb. I don't know whoever came up with lion and lamb. lion and the lamb is not in Scripture where mm-hmm. they lie down beside each other. Mm-hmm. Um, other animals are used there, but uh, the lamb is always used. But I think it's is it a wolf and the lamb or a leopard and lamb or something like that. Lion and lamb is a beautiful picture, mm-hmm. so let's just go ahead and go with that. Yeah, yeah. The, the prey and predator are right, no yeah. longer at enmity with one another. Mm-hmm. The there asp the and the asp, ox, which yeah. I think an asp is a snake, right?
1: Yes, yes. And
0: that says a child yeah. shall right. play upon the whole of an asp. Right, yes. So, you know, I just yeah. pet, a copperhead, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to. No, yeah. I think I still yeah.
0: might want to cease and desist (laughs) when it comes to that one. But anyway, uh, no, the Bible does talk about atmospheric change when it comes to enmity between uh, people who are typically hostile toward one another or creatures. But I don't find, now you may, you can disagree with me if Mm -hmm. you like, I don't find climate change as far as weather patterns uh, being in Scripture.
1: What um, what I do find is Genesis 8, and I know you're familiar with this verse, mm-hmm. but it says while the earth remains yeah. okay, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Yes. And so, I mean, we know that it's going to be cold and hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that it's going to be seed time and it's not going to get so bad that we don't have harvest. Right, you know, and so there's seed time and harvest, and there's going to be day and night, and it says that it won't cease. You know, right? We know that Psalm one fifteen three teaches us that that God is in control. I mean, of the heavens, He's in control of all of this. We know that, and then Colossians one seventeen, you know, in that passage, it teaches that Jesus, you know, was involved in creation, and then not only that, but He sustains it. Right, He holds it together. Yes, And, and and so. Um, Very uh,
0: precisely, too, Tony, if you study that. I I know you and I both looked into that before, that uh, one of the the evidences for God is the preciseness of the universe. Right, yes. In that, you know, when you read that scripture in Genesis, think about it, for those things to change, that means either the axis of the earth would have to change, Uh uh, the rotation around the axis of the earth, the revolution around the sun, You know, the distance from the sun, the moon's distance from the earth, all of those things. Mm -hmm. For those issues, for the climate conditions to change dramatically would mean any of those things would have to be out of balance. And since we have always known, since man's been around, it has not been out of balance. And we Mm -hmm. believe it's because God placed it there. And precisely set the revolution, the rotation, the axis angle, all the other things so right. that we can have life
1: on Earth. Yeah, because if it was off just a little bit. Just a little. I mean, yeah, fractions, right. not even
0: a—not even one degree, but fractions of a degree.
1: Yeah, I mean, you either burn up or freeze to death. Yes. Um, I mean, the moon controls the tides and all of that. And, and yeah, we have talked about that or read about yeah. it. Um and yeah, I, I agree I agree with all that. So does the Bible talk about it? You know, probably not directly, but uh, when I look at this passage, Doc, I don't fear, you know, um you know, I, I guess I'm laying all my cards on the table at the very first question. Yeah, there we go. I, I don't fear, you know, global warming or the climate change. Right. Yeah. Um and and you know, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, I guess, but you know, the tree huggers yeah. Um, those, uh, you know, that talk about Mother Earth, um, you know, when you listen to th- a lot of them talk about how humans are the blight of society. Right. The blight of what Earth. We're the problems. Yeah, we're the problems, you know, uh, but yet we are created in the image of God. And, yeah. and let me just go ahead and throw this out there. Those that do that. Yeah. And talk about, you know, the ozone layer and everything, uh, and, and they go to do these seminars it's amazing to me they fly their jet, they fly their jets, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which statistically in one day they are using more mm-hmm. uh, and destroying more of the um, ozone or whatever uh, in one day than you and I do in an entire year.
0: They're using the same principle that adults use with their children. Yes. Uh, do as I say, don't do as I do. Exactly, <laughs> that's you know, really what's going on. There. But
1: but yet they lecture yes. us, and, yes. and you know they tell me <laughs> to ride my bike yep. to to the office. You know, um, That'd or be a long ride. It would be, or to buy <laughs> it would be <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> yeah. or to buy you know uh, a hybrid or hybrid you know cars. electric car. Yeah. Uh, as they're jumping on their jumbo jet mm-hmm. or lying on their yacht. Yes, you know and. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm venting. Is it well, okay no, to vent? On it's vent. I
0: mean, uh, you know, we—that's uh, not yeah. even political. That's that's more social. Oh yeah, social yeah. commentary yeah. there.
1: Right. Uh,
0: that these folks that have so much to say about our lives are not necessarily uh, practicing what they're preaching. Well, there's a little hypocr-
1: uh, hip, hip, uh, hypocrisy. hypocrisy.
0: Hypocritical.
1: E- easy for <laughs> me to say. A little hypocrisy. You speak for a living, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's just some hypocrisy there. There is hypocrisy
0: me. and uh, maybe a, a dual standard, right. double standard right. sort of thing. And uh, Now, the question is this. Should believers be concerned with the state of the environment
1: and state of the earth? Should we be concerned? Uh-huh. How, is that the question? How should we engage with it? Or? Yeah,
0: well... I you know, I'm getting to a point is that God put man in charge.
1: Yeah. Genesis right? one uh-huh. twenty eight uh-huh. uh through thirty, we're we have dominion. Dominion over the earth. Over the earth. Yes. And so um you know, I think I heard one guy say it a long time ago, uh, your body, my body will end up in the grave, you know. Uh, but yet we still care for our body even though the ultimate end mm-hmm. you know is the grave right um this earth you know if you look at second peter i think it is or first peter um you know it, you know this earth is heading Burned burn uh, with fervent yeah, heat yeah and and so but yet just like we care for our bodies we're to care for the earth we're to right. have dominion over it yes you know um i'm not ever going to be a tree hugger i'm just right. not um but uh, but neither uh, am I going to do anything crazy. I think the problem about tree
0: huggers you know, that you know we we certainly mean when we say tree hugger an an extreme environmentalist yes right, yes, um uh, that can fall into a Romans one category right, where people are worshiping the creation mm. more than the creator mm-hmm. and and giving that and i I agree with you, um my wife and I love a show on t v called Alone yes. Yeah, When they drop off 10, or 12 individuals mm-hmm. and give them a handful of tools and the person stays out there. The longest gets a half million dollars. Right, yeah. So it's amazing. They catch a fish, shoot a squirrel, gather berries, whatever it is. I don't know that I've ever heard a one of them thank God, but they thank Mother Earth. Yeah,
1: isn't that amazing? That is just... Or
0: Mother amazing. Nature. Right. Yeah. One of the two.
1: Yeah, what
0: what is it? Right, you yeah. know, uh, and a lot of these people who go out there are environmentalists. They are trained in you know wilderness techniques and mm-hmm. survival and that sort of thing. Somewhere along the line, they drink the Kool Aid, and uh, there's nothing wrong with Mother Nature as long as you know that God—that's just a name for what God's created mm-hmm. out there, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a a wonderful nurturing term for the things or, or I, you know, I'm not going to throw somebody under the bus for using the term but they, if you never take it further than that and recognize that all of nature is created by God yeah. and we are the stewards over that it is not the steward over us which is what I think takes place a lot of times that nature takes precedent over man and that was never what God intended
1: yeah exactly I, I, I wouldn't throw anybody under the bus either but to be honest with you I'd probably choke saying it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> you know, use the term, I don't yeah. use Mother Earth, I don't use, I right. think Mother Earth may come from a more of a pagan view of things, yeah. rather than an environmental view of things, and I'm certainly not of that camp. Right, yes, you know.
1: yeah. I mean, do you um, recycle, are you much of a recycler? No. Yeah, you know. Like, I wish
0: I could say, I mean, I believe in it, and many of my friends are, but. right. Quite frankly, the way we live—yes, yeah. kind of the rudimentary way yeah. that we live right now—we uh, just have to keep garbage away from raccoons. <laughs> that's that's my biggest task: is to keep garbage away from the raccoons. Oh <laughs> my goodness! I, I yeah. hear them at night, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. climbing all over, and they have got those little posable thumbs, <laughs> and they can they can open a yeah. garbage can. Right. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's yeah. It, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I I'm not. Either, except for, you know, I, tr- I do try to take cardboard yes. uh, to the place that's on Highway 58. Yes. You know, I live in Ottawa. So we do that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, so it stays in my garage until I cut it up and then yeah. take it there. We, we
0: break down cardboard and take it to the recycling bin. Right. But as far as every plastic water bottle, we don't.
1: No, no. No, unless I'm in prenair bread, and then I do put it in. the I thought proper, the very same yeah, thing.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. there's some places where it says do yeah. this. Oh, I mean, fine. That's no effort. Yes. I'm, I'm up for that. But yeah. we. Um, so as believers,
1: we, we are to we have dominion over yes. the earth, and and we are to the best we can care for the planet. You know that God has blessed us with. Right. And uh, so yes, I, I totally. I like the analogy
0: that you had though, brother T. In that we take care of the body as best we can right while it's alive yeah knowing full well that the, ultimate the body estimate, yeah. ultimately is gonna it's gonna tear down mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna go back to the grave right uh, but I, the analogy can continue there because not only will we have a new body, mm-hmm. but the Bible says we're going to have a new heaven and new there, earth. Yeah,
1: there you go.
0: The new heaven earth is going to resurrect as well. Right. He's going to bring it back without sin, without the contamination of sin, so that we in our sinless state someday we can live here together harmoniously for mm-hmm. eternity.
1: You know, all of this... Um Really, the tick up it seems started with the industrial revolution, yes, um, you know, all of the pollution and all of that but but you have to look at it it's almost like a trade off mm-hmm. uh because with that came so many uh wonderful things that we enjoy, yes. i mean. Air condition, refrigeration, mm-hmm. uh flushing toilets, let's be yeah. honest. I mean and all of those things help us with life expectancy. Yeah. And and so there's sort of a trade off. Just think you know. about um
0: automobiles when it comes to ambulances. Exactly. Yeah, getting someone to right. and from emergency help. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, you know, you throw somebody in the back of the buggy and yeah. beat them to death on the way to a doctor that's and you, exactly you know right. the many more deaths. Yes. Uh so yeah, the Industrial Revolution brought you know, there was um a dark side to the bright side. Right, right? yes. And, and and that's pretty much true about almost anything.
1: So you have to just look world. at the trade off, yeah. you know. You just have to look at the trade off and trust that, as I read out of Genesis, that we're always going to have cold and hot. There's going to yeah. be seed time harvest. Yes. and harvest. And so we do have that problem.
0: And there's natural rhythm, certainly, to the earth, right. to the climate. And we know, mm-hmm. uh, even those of us who are not tree huggers and that sort of extreme environmentalists, know that there was an ice age mm-hmm. in which ice covered the continents and things died and plants died and that sort of thing. That no one was driving a car, no one was flying a plane. Exactly at the time, yep. it was just one of those natural phenomena mm-hmm. that takes place over time. It's God's way of kind of, you know, scrubbing things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. off. And let's start again. We know about the flood in the right. in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a way of kind of beginning again and mm-hmm. starting with a pure line from Noah and on. Right. So we know that those things take place. Mm-hmm. And we, but now we're attributing all of that to our activities, or at least a large portion of that to our activities. Mm -hmm. And I would say, yes, we do contribute to it. There's no doubt that we contribute some to it. But I think oftentimes those claims are exaggerated what we're doing and also exaggerated what we can do.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. That last point that you just made, you Mm -hmm. know, um, will it make a dent, you know, um, and, and really, you know as well as I do, a lot of this is political. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a Almost lot here. of it.
0: It's just like all things are spiritual. It just seems like all things today are <laughs> yeah, political.
1: Exactly. And then um, this right here. The, well, if
0: they're political, they are financial.
1: They are financial. Exactly. Uh-huh. They they go hand in hand. Absolutely. And, and and you know what we do is we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. And and, and so that is. That's where we run in. I think that's where we run into trouble, man. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, um, but uh, but anyway, it, it has ticked up, it seems, a little bit since the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, as I look at the statistics, I mean, not overwhelmingly, to be right. honest, to me. You know. uh, yeah,
0: I, I you know, Al Gore said, I think in the early 2000s, that some pretty extreme things like five to seven years mm-hmm. uh, part, a large portion of the polar ice cap would have melted right. and, and that was going to cause the ocean levels to rise a particular percent and mm-hmm. that that would cause all kinds of problems in places along the coast and that would continue and because the oceans would rise, and that means that the seashores closer in all the cities. Which means when hurricanes come, they go deeper into cities, causing more damage, more mm. political unrest. I mean, it snowballed from there. I, I, when *An in- Inconvenient Truth* came out, his movie, um, a lot of people were just saying, "Hey, we're we're right at the edge of extinction."
1: Exactly. You know, I was telling you, and I was trying. I'm trying to actually find it here, but I, I don't think I can. Um, I saw on some social media that this was supposed to happen in the seventies, yeah, I wish I could remember what this was, <laughs> and then this was supposed to happen in the eighties, yes, this was going to happen in the nineties, and actually none of this none of it has transpired yeah are oh.
0: is temperature of the earth getting the atmospheric temperature getting warmer yes mm-hmm. it, 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 that is scientifically observable right uh but it 's slower than what some people have predicted. And once again, we can observe what's happening. How much do we have to do Mm -hmm. with what's happening? And how much can we alter Mm -hmm. what's happening? And is sometimes the medicine worse than the disease? Exactly, yes. You know, we're all supposed to... And if you live in California, you are very short time to drive your uh, petroleum automobile that you're going to have to be going electric. And oh my goodness, there are so many issues Mm -hmm. with electric... Uh, the batteries production, the uh, precious metals that have to be used mm-hmm. in the production of electric vehicles. And
1: how do they mine that? They mine I yeah, mean, the they way mine they, And also yeah. the
0: dependence upon China and other places exactly. who have more of that ore than we do. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah I know that gets out of the. Uh, environmental realm, but that gets into political and financial realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it opens up Pandora's box. It does it when does. you just say, "This is what we're telling you have to do," and this you lose your freedom of choice mm-hmm. when that happens. And right, I, I do think that I make decisions now. Like today, uh, I'm not going to go back to the hacienda until I get all my running done. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to go back to the house out again. Back to the house yeah. and out again. I do, I think that's one a waste of money. But two, mm-hmm. I don't want, I, I mean, I care about the earth. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, the pastor Dallas Bay a good 15 years ago, I had a campaign there. I mean, we go to a dinner, hundreds of people at the dinner, and I saw all the stuff being thrown away and all of the bags of garbage. And I said, is there something we can do? We actually changed the kind of, we didn't use styrofoam anymore. We only used uh, paper. Uh, even for a while, I had them find out, is there anything besides plastic You can't say plastic silverware. And there is. There's uh, spoons and forks and knives that are made out of uh, potatoes. (laughs) I'm not lying. Are you serious? Uh, We
1: used them. So did you use them and then did you eat them?
0: You boiled them. (laughs) A little salt and pepper. And then I put, I had uh, the facilities department put by all the the, uh, light switches please turn off when you leave. Right, yeah. A little thing there, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly the scripture I used, but something about us, you know, taking care of God's earth. Right. And I felt... I don't, I felt, I can do what I can do. Mm-hmm. I, I believe there are things that we can do, and we are stewards of the earth. God we put are. us in charge. Right. And so, therefore, we should not be wasteful in any little bit that we can do like that. Now, did I think that was going to change the world? No. Right. It wasn't going to change the world. But I wanted to lead by example, teaching these other people, if we do that, if everybody turns off the light when they leave the room, turns off the fan when they loom, the turns off the mm-hmm. air conditioner, whatever it is, we can we can do some good
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, multiplying it, and, you know, I'm going to stand before God someday, and I was in a position where I had an opportunity to affect people's lives and sure. behaviors, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I did what I could.
1: Well, I mean, as you know, here we have two campuses that mm-hmm. that we're keeping up, and, and I know, looking at the bottom line, just turning lights off, I mean, just yes. financially, right. the difference, yes. you know, and changing to certain light bulbs, we just went through and, and did some of that, you know. It, yeah, get rid
0: of the old consumer mm-hmm. right light bulbs that use all the electricity, get down the ones. And we did that mm-hmm. ever. I even noticed, uh, we were back in the church the other day for a meeting. My, my, wife, were, uh, my wife and I were. <laughs> See, my, uh, easy for you to say again. <laughs> my wife and I were. Um, and I looked up in the gym, I said, look, new light. And they did, they have very energy efficient lights, oh, much wow. more yeah. than when we built the gym years ago, mm-hmm. and I was glad you know yeah, continuing that tradition of let's do what we can
1: yes, I agree, I agree, and you know, I just said a moment ago it's it's warm in here in my in my study in my office, yes, and I jumped on my phone and was able to turn the air pretty incredible know. yeah it's incredible and and I can do it to every thermostat that we have here. Yeah. And, which means in the evenings, if I wanted to, and I do sometimes, I check just to make sure that we're not wasting uh you know uh energy yeah and and you I do it from my phone, yeah uh so yeah, I agree, we ought to do the best that we can without being crazy about it
0: absolutely that's that's the way I feel that we should be good stewards and realizing the responsibility that God gave us,,
1: yes. but being
0: careful not to get the roles reversed mm-hmm. right, yeah that Um, we're not worshiping the earth. Right. Uh, We are stewards of the earth. We worship God. Mm. And one of the indications, if there's any end time indication of this, is Romans chapter 1, where it speaks of several things, but one of which where people would turn the thing that God has created into the thing that we worship. Yeah. Worshiping the creation rather than worshiping the creator. And that is an indication, I believe, of end time
1: events. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to that in a moment. I I just, I remember when you said that, I remember one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament doc is when Moses was up on Mount Sinai and came down and they were worshiping a golden calf. Right. You know, and Aaron's description of that, you know, how that happened. Yeah. You know, we, we took all this jewelry. <laughs> we did it all it, together. And, and, and it, that look at what popped out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that that's
1: really true. That
0: yeah. uh, we didn't have anything responsible other than the fact that we,
1: you know, we right. contributed to. Yeah, it. Aaron was covering his tracks. I he told was. my church this Sunday. <sighs> my oldest granddaughter, Avery Kate, um, in the middle of the night a couple of weeks ago, uh, her hair was getting in her eyes, and so in the middle of the night she got up, found scissors, and brother, she gave herself a haircut and she's never gonna be a cosmetologist, I, I promise you that. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a gift. And so uh, my my daughter-in-law asked her that next morning, um, what did you do, and she told her. And then she said, where is the hair? And Avery Kate had flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> she was covering her <laughs> tracks, brother. <laughs> if you're not yeah. asked, it's like, yeah, it nobody's going to notice. Is, yeah. <laughs> so no one yeah. asked, no We're tell. rid of the you know? <laughs> hair. And it just reminds me of Aaron, you know, he just covered his yeah. tracks. It just popped out. It just popped out. Yeah, but, but what you're saying is worshiping the creation mm-hmm. instead of, of the creator. And so do you think um, any of this fits in? To eschatology, Do you think any of this fits into the end time where it talks about, you know, the sun is gonna be dark and the moon is gonna to turn to blood and right. the stars are going are going to fall.
0: All lot of revelation,
1: right? Uh, yeah, and there some are, in the old testament as well. Uh, in the old testament. Also in the Olivet Discourse. Okay, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus talked um, a long time about that. You know, yes. he, he right. laid out um, what's gonna happen basically. After uh, the tribulation, right. leading into it and afterwards. Exactly. So yeah. what say you broke. Up? Uh,
0: well, I, here's where I've kind of changed over the years in my study of eschatology. I held, uh, I didn't hold it up. I, I discussed it a couple of weeks ago at the church where I was preaching, because I'm I'm doing a series called Timeless, and it's the the concept that God has no time, space, continue He's above that, while we live in one spot on that timeline. Right, uh, God's timeless, and therefore he can show us things that are beyond our own lives. And then I'm talking about some of those things. And some of those things we call eschatology, end time events. And quite frankly, I've changed my mind a lot of, a lot of those things that I've studied in the past. One of which was I described the end time as, well, this is probably a nuclear explosion that uh, covers the sun during a period of time and the moon then has this appearance and the stars falling from the sky are, are really, uh, I don't know, ICBMs or something else, dropping from the sky in an uh, Old Testament, I mean a New Testament uh, prophet, that's the only way they can describe it, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the panorama of scripture and you read about the, the elements of the earth darkening and stars falling, those typically are figurative language speaking of a time of catastrophe and darkness, and even most often enemies coming against and overwhelming Israel, in particular Jerusalem. So what I used to describe those as literal events and, and scenes in the book of Revelation, I, I believe now probably, and again, I think any anytime we talk about future events, we have to say Probably, because Mm -hmm. we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. I think those are probably following the pattern of all scripture, and that is a way of looking at catastrophe uh, during the end time. I still think it it projects a difficult time in the end time, but not necessarily a visible look. Eschatology and uh, what we call apocalyptic language is Mm -hmm. just that. Rarely ever is it literal. But figurative language,
1: but again, you have to admit that you have changed because I remember I you didn't you write your did, uh, thesis on the whole book
0: of Revelation on the book of the Revelation, yeah. yeah. And I would have described it then in the way I described it before, right? I was greatly influenced, however, by the writers of my age, the Hal Lindsays mm-hmm. of the world, uh, and I don't think that Hal is as good a guy as he is uh necessarily the greatest Bible scholar that's mm-hmm. ever walked the face of the earth.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but he's not the only one. I mean, there are there are some pretty uh good Bible scholars out there. Yes. I mean I'm looking at my Revelation books here. Yeah. And uh and, and there's some pretty good theologians that um
0: David Jeremiah loves to talk about oh yeah in time yeah, events. Yeah, yes. Adrian, Rogers uh, Adrian
1: Rogers, spoke often uh, of in Chris time well, events. Chriswell, you yes. know John Phillips. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, then you get into the Tim LaHayes and the Hal Lindsey's and all of that.
0: A little you know. more, and and they did influence me more right. because yeah. they were popular books. I read them, mm-hmm. you know, and and it really did spark the interest. If I can give them credit, mm-hmm. sparked a lot of interest in me and thing that I would study for the rest of my.
1: Life, right? Really. Yeah. Yes. So I
0: appreciate those people. Sure,
1: sure. But well, I disagree you, with Tim LaHaye as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you look at it, the language—I mean, when you look at Revelation six, basically through nineteen—that mm-hmm. you know, theologians some call the tribulation, and then after the abomination of desolation, the the great tribulation—the right. language is pretty precise. And it is pretty um, consistent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you you see the language, I think it's in chapter six and then in chapter eight and then in chapter 16 maybe where, you know, it's pretty consistently talking about what you had Mm -hmm. mentioned a moment ago Mm -hmm. about, you know, the sun and and the moon and the stars and all of that, you know. And and I, I guess what I would say is if it is not literal it's it's worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know, it's um, I mean, it is describing. And of course, I agree with you that that um, you can't take all of Scripture literally. We know no. that. Yeah, particularly you know, Apocrypha. Yeah. apocalyptic I was I about to say he, apocryphic yeah. that's another thing <laughs> that <is>. Apoc- <laughs> like
0: when it talks about the beast coming out of the sea I don't right, think yeah. that there is a literal beast coming out of the sea right, yeah. or the beast that comes out of the yeah, earth yeah. or when the angel hold back the rivers mm-hmm. and the wind I, I think that's figurative language mm-hmm. And that's exactly where we find the figurative language of the sun and the moon being darkened, and the stars mm. falling
1: from the sky. Well, the sea. Again, most theologians talk about that. You know, it's it's the people. Yeah. You know, and and, and so, uh, and you, and you can look at all of it. And what I would say, and and you know, uh, I. have taught through the book of the Revelation and the Book of Daniel quite a bit. Thank you for doing it correctly. It's not plural, it's singular. Yes. Revelation. Oh, don't you hate that, man. And guy stands up. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do
0: a series of revelations. Oh no you're yeah. not yeah. cut it off. We, cut, cut it off you cut immediately it Immediately got it wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's one revelation.
1: The revelation of whom? Uh, Jesus exactly Christ. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right, man. <laughs> you know. And and so but but I've done a lot of study as you have, um and and most of the ones that I have studied um, you know, do give pretty much a literal um uh thought on it. Yeah. Um and and I, I would just again say uh that man when it's described, um, you know, if it is language uh, just for the ages mm-hmm. uh, so that they could understand it way back then and we can now mm-hmm. then it's going to be it's going to be horrific. Yeah I don't
0: disagree with that at all. I think I think I think it is figurative language mm-hmm. but that what it is representing right. is what Jesus says great tribulation. Yes. You know had yeah, the beginning of sorrows and right. then great yeah. tribulation. Yes. And I I totally agree the second half of that period of mm-hmm. time Mm-hmm. Uh, is what mostly what we're talking about yeah. now, either the Olivet discourse or the prophecy of John. Right.
1: Well, I mean, but we have to look. I mean, we have to sort of juxtapose it with with the earlier parts where it says uh, r- wars and rumors of wars. Is mm-hmm. that is that literal or is that fig- no? That's literal. I okay. mean, there's no figure yeah. no figurative to
0: that. That's not a symbolic language. Okay,
1: Earthquakes. I mean, you know. Yeah. And so and so if that you know, I think there's a fine line there, man. I yeah. just do. I yeah. think there's a fine line because. That's in the same mm-hmm. that's in the same discourse that it Jesus is. shared.
0: But when you take the whole the whole counsel of God's word right. and look at other places where that same language is used, it is not literally the sun turning dark. It is not literally the stars falling from the sky. I mean, there's no way you can take the stars falling from the sky. That is not even that can't happen because stars don't hang above the heavens of the earth. That was a first century and earlier view of the hebrew world where just like we have the windows of heaven open and god pouring the blessing through the windows of heaven there's mm-hmm. not a window in mm-hmm. heaven but that was a view that they had yeah that there was yeah. the you had the earth and then above the earth you had the first heaven then you had the heaven where god existed mm-hmm. st- hun- literally hung the stars from there mm-hmm. and poured blessings in the window. Mm -hmm. That's all figurative language. So what is a shooting star
1: then? It's a star that falls. A shooting star is a star that falls. Stars do fall. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) A a shooting star is not a
0: star. A shooting star is a meteor.
1: Well, is it? (laughs) I mean, the the stars wear out. Stars I mean, are suns, so, yeah, yes, yeah, um, and and they yeah. do they they, yeah, die, they die, but
0: they're huge, yes. and what we see flying across our sky right. is not falling stars, yeah
1: and, and so but what happens when a star dies, does it just stay yep. up there dead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah, that I would mean, be a
0: scientific question. Right. But yeah, I would, I so would be happy need, to look at. We it
1: need up. to. We need to Google. <laughs> we need to Google a scientist that knows what happens when a star yeah. dies. You know. Yeah, I, um, I, I You know, because uh, I, I just think I really do, Doc. I think there is a fine line there mm-hmm. uh, because it's all in the same. Discourse, as we're talking about in Matthew, what is it, twenty four, maybe? Yeah. Um, and, and then in, in the Revelation, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all in the same thing, you know. I I think there's a lot of literal and and figurative as well.
0: And, and then yeah. you have to decide where where is it. Yes. What, what yeah. is left what is And and, and I guess figurative? the
1: bottom line is we don't know. Yeah. You know? Even
0: John talks about a dragon for a while, and in order to clear that up, he's going, "Well, that's Satan."
1: Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah,
0: right. no, I want you to know that it's it's not a dragon-dragon. Right. This is Satan. So yes. he actually comes into... Otherwise, mm-hmm. early Christian scholars would go, whoa, there's a dragon that right, we're going to yeah. be fighting and that sort yeah. of thing. So,
1: and then some in Revelation is talking about Mary, some is talking about Israel. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's the just... The harlot. Yes, you know, exactly. So
0: many things that right. obviously we're not yeah. fighting a harlot, but we're fighting what is represented by a harlot, which right. then is called Babylon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess we've run over our point. But um, is is global warming, climate change, uh, does it have anything to do with the end of time? What I mean, succinctly, what would you say? No. Okay. All right. I
0: would say what figuratively is being spoken of in Revelation is not climate change, but it is the results of the wrath of cataclysmic war.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, God's wrath mm-hmm. is that yeah, which is brought out,
0: which is is administered through the mm-hmm. evilness of man. Evilness—that's
1: yeah, a good word. Yeah, is a real yeah, word? Okay. it a right word? Okay. Yeah, of man,
0: he uses as he has often has uh, the wickedness. Let's say that of man to bring about his ultimate plan. Mm-hmm. So I think when the nations of the world line up against Jerusalem and pour the attack on, which I think is the. Which is the uh source of what you and I have been talking about for the last five or ten minutes, mm-hmm. I, I think that God allows that to happen partly because the Holy Spirit has been taken out of the world mm-hmm. in the persons of believers right uh, and so this is going to happen he's going to allow that to happen, however, just as he did Nebuchadnezzar in mm-hmm. the life of Israel, right yes. yes, Nebuchadnezzar was an evil person, brought those people up, mm-hmm. but that was god's judgment that he Foretold, right. Same thing going on in Revelation. So I don't think it's climate change. I think it is an effect. Uh, I, and I wanted to find it before we got in here, and I should have looked it, but there's actually a prophecy, and I think it's in Isaiah, uh, possibly Ezekiel, of a canopy of protection that during the thousand-year reign of Christ covers Jerusalem. And I think that is because what we've been talking about, the environment is going to be so horribly effective in a negative way, mm-hmm. that uh, just to be in the sun's rays would be harmful to a person's body. Right. Yeah. And so there's going to be a canopy for those people who are living into the millennium reign of Christ. That would not be necessary for us, mm-hmm. for we're resurrected with the new bodies, mm-hmm. but for those people who are living in the time of uh, the thousand-year reign of Christ, to protect them from the harmful rays, which have occurred during the catastrophic events of Revelation.
1: Right, yeah. yeah, I, I completely agree. And so, bottom line, I think when I lay my head down uh, and go night-night, um, I, I really never worry or fear about this. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. Right. You know, and I guess I just uh, run to that passage that I read at the very beginning of this, you know, Genesis eight twenty two. I think it is, where, you know, there will be harvest, seed time and harvest. There's going to be cold and hot, you right. know, and then, as we talked about in Colossians one, Jesus is going to sustain it. He's going to keep it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, hold it together, as, mm-hmm. as you had talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. If it's just a fraction off, he, he's going to hold it together. Right. Um, and then you get into what we've been talking about the last few moments, right. you know, minutes rather. Yeah. And and so then then it goes haywire.
0: I'm not worried. I I just want to be the best steward as I can yes. be. And because we both have positions of influence. Mm-hmm. I don't want to influence people incorrectly. Right. Yes. I, w- I want us to be good examples to others that we do what we can to steward the earth, which mm-hmm. God gave us the responsibility of doing, knowing that much of it is out of our control, but mm-hmm. what we can contribute to it positively,
1: we should. Right. Yes. And and I've, I I want to end this by saying, you know, I, I have nothing against tree huggers that I've used that <laughs> Phrase several times, but I am talking as you yeah. the the extreme extreme environmental, you know, and and right. I don't like to be lectured no. by those who uh, fly their jets, right? Um, you know, to give a seminar on this stuff. Exactly the way I felt yep. when I was preaching.
0: In that I'm not going to go up here and talk to you about being a good steward of the earth yeah. if I'm not also being a good right. steward. Therefore, I did things to. You know, su- to substantiate the fact that I can speak of this without being hypocritical. Yes, that's why I did what I do. So, uh, matter of fact, I parked my my jet, and my yacht <laughs> has been at the dock for years now. <laughs> <laughs> just for an example,
1: I tell you what—the yacht that I was on when we went fishing the yep. other day. Yeah, uh, you about you got that thing up to fifty-eight miles per hour. Absolutely. Yeah. My my preacher hair almost moved. It did. It, it, it almost, was pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah it, At it one held. time, I thought I did see. Yeah. No, you yeah. did not. But it 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 almost moved. <laughs> yeah.
0: Never owned a yacht. Not saying I wouldn't no. if I could. Right. But I oh, don't. Yeah. Uh, no. If I did, I'd just park it. Would you park it? Yeah, I just park it and enjoy yeah. it.
1: Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> if you ever
0: get one, I, I'd love to be on it. <laughs> be happy to invite you. <laughs> you haven't invited me to your swimming pool yet, but that's fine.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Why well, I live so far away? You really do. Yeah. 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 I make live sure so The boat's well. a long way away too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've gone over our time. I've enjoyed this discussion. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been good. Very interesting. Yes. And I hope that we've got you guys thinking as well. Hey, uh, share this with your friends. Like it. If you ever haven't commented and given us some sort of thumbs up, please do so. It helps us. Let's get spiritual. spiritual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for yeah, singing that. Yeah. yeah, You're welcome. You guys <laughs> sing it now for the rest of the week. God bless. Hey, by the way, we won't be here next week. Brother T has prior engagements.
1: Yes. Taking the group to Hi-Hat. Kentucky, and I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: on the next time, two weeks from now. Right. God bless. Have a great week.